Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spodcast, episode 31? I think we're 31. The internet seems to agree. We're, we define I'm here with I'm here with uh, Chris and Alex, and uh, we're going to be talking about some something today. I don't know exactly what. In fact, this is all kind of put together at the last minute. Um, no, uh, we don't <laughs> do things that way. I, I was not actually planning on playing Total War uh, for for this, but um, then Alex said and we were going to do that. And it's not even the one I, I like, thought you were going to do. What were you expecting me to do? The brand new one that literally just came out. Oh, this this is it. This is that. This is Three Kingdoms. Oh, is it? I like yeah. how all these games look. Identical. I mean, I can't really tell. I guess because it's like. <laughs> and you also labeled it as talk shows and podcasts, and not the game. Yeah, I'm not sure if I should like label it as the game we're playing or just. I mean, it's it's we, we don't spend a whole lot of time talking about the game when we're doing this podcast, so I don't know. I get yelled at every time I bring it up, so I'm not talking about the game. They're saying Alex is really quiet. That's interesting. Are are uh, Alex and Chris happen. both very quiet? They okay. say yes. In that case, I just need to do this. All right, they should be better now. Hooray! Get up. We are so good at this. So I just found a meme Twitter that is like. A promotional meme Twitter. Give and it to me. To yes. Me. What is it called? Distorted videos. And it's basically just a, a meme Twitter account that seems to just retweet other people's videos, but distorted in with wacky sound effects and video distortion. So funny videos become even funnier because it's all distorted. But they've started retweeting a, a drinking game that is like for sale. And also some of the distorted videos they post have trailers for that drinking game. And it's a large enough Twitter account with 146k followers that I, I have to imagine it's a, it, it's intentional. It's marketing. I just find that really weird. I mean, it's that not is some, really weird. It's not a great betrayal like horse eBooks, where everyone was really sad after that. But it is frustrating, sort of like we rate dogs. Oh, uh, that was a, that was like really what a like such a bummer. I get so annoyed when people retweet that account now. I know. So what are we choosing? Uh, I can't talk about the game. God damn it. All right, let's talk about something not not the thing I'm looking at. What can I talk about that isn't I don't, It looks like this game has like a hero kind of system as opposed to like choosing a particular nation. It'll be Libé. Um, so I, the I, how many of these people... This is like, oh, never mind. I was going to say, how much do you know about all this? Is, is exactly like... I, Chinese history is very fascinating, and I don't know very much about it at all. Oh, uh, um, okay. Yay, we're uh, saved! <laughs> um, I mean... Are we still quiet? <laughs> hmm. Well, if you are, I'll huh. dry, dial my voice down. Are they quiet versus the game sound, or just versus me? Why don't one of you listen to the stream while we're doing it, and we can balance this stuff? Well, then it gets then... real confusing, because I'm listening to me yeah. listening to me. Yeah, then it's like, you know. It's like a hall um, of mirrors. <laughs> Ooh, we can romance. Yes! What's the deal? <laughs> it's, it's a reference to the name of the, oh, the no! novel about this. 
Um, Damn it! I guess there's there's a, a there's a more traditional total war kind of thing that's not all about the heroes and is more like in line with real history air quotes. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's been a couple weeks since we did a spodcast. Um, does anybody want to talk about Endgame? I think we've all seen it. I think no, I haven't wants seen to it. See it. You haven't seen it? I told you I haven't seen any of the Avengers. That was a week ago. I haven't seen Oh well seen... do you care? We we don't we can't spoil it. Well, I mean I'm honestly I've I've been like just where I'm at is like I just would rather just watch everything on my own time, like when it's not insane. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I'll see them eventually, but, like, this is just, like, too much for me to handle. So I'm just, like, not watching any of them. Yeah. I actually rewatched a lot of them recently. Um... That's what I did with Breaking Bad. Like, I watched it after the hype and after everything came out, and I just, like, took my time and watched it, and it was the best shit ever. Because I just enjoyed it, and I didn't have people, like, complaining about the only interesting episode, like, with fucking Fly and all that shit, and I was loving that. It's like... <laughs> I actually Whatever. have a fun anecdote about that. I, I made a reference to Ozymandias the poem, uh, and <laughs> and it was like in chat somewhere. Like I think I was playing um, what's that balloon game? The the um the airship game, um, Guns of Icarus, and and I think I named my ship the Ozymandias, and somebody on the other team was like, "Oh, is that about Breaking Bad? Man, that was the ep- that was really an episode." And I was like. <laughs> no, no, I was That's referencing funny. the thing Breaking Bad was referencing, not Breaking Bad itself. That's weird, because the other, like, like I find that most people, like, go to Watchmen for the, like, pop culture Ozymandias reference. But I guess not anymore, because that's, like, so old now. Like, I bet, like, the normal person probably doesn't even remember that was a thing. Yeah, because that was, that was, like, what, 2003 years ago? Yeah, so... Or four? No, nine. Whoop. Wow, it feels way older than that. I know, that that's why I was like, oh, early 2000s. Yeah. No, 2009. Oh, Lord. And it's did you see, we talked about old. that TV spinoff that's coming out. Did we talk about that yet? I am gonna wait and see, I guess. What, that trailer turned me off big time. It's like, like this it... TV HBO Watchmen spinoff where it's like in oh. the universe of Watchmen, but not about. It's like not a direct adaptation, right? I, and it's just can't... like there's this one shot with like the. It's like an army of people wearing Rorschach's mask, and it's like I don't like this. This is giving me some like V <laughs> for Vendetta bullshit. Yeah, I didn't watch so Game of Thrones it... either. I'm the worst pop culture person for like everything going on right now. Sorry. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm looking it up now. Um, so, because you could read it, the trailer as either a remix or a sequel, or not a remix. They're calling it a remix. You could read it as either a sequel or a sort of reinvention, and they're calling it a quote remix. And I don't know what that means. Um, like that doesn't sound like anything new. That sounds like a new word they put on to something else. Well, I. I just hope that it is really fundamentally different because Watchmen, like, Snyder's Watchmen was just such a... It captured every frame of the comic without capturing any of the thematic subtext at all. Like, it completely missed the point, while at the same time being very faithful. And this looks like it's not at all being faithful, 
So I'm curious to see if it actually captures the thematic core, even as it moves away from maybe what Watchmen, what literally happened in the book. Um, yes, I agree. We'll see. Except I love the Watchmen movie, even no. though I love the comic for, yeah, no, I love it. It's great. I've seen it so many times. I love it. I don't, I don't know why. No, not for the same reasons I like the comic. That's for sure. I like the the only part I like, and it's like the most, I mean, everything Snyder does is on the nose, but it's, it's like the most on the nose, overtly, overtly least subtle thing he does. But the entire opening montage that carries you from like the, you know, 60s through to the 80s, everything yeah. there is gold. I love that. That montage that takes you from the formation of the Watchmen in the 60s through to the 80s. I love that. I think that's why I watch Watchmen so much is because I watch the beginning and I'm and I'm in and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, well, here we are. And then I just stick it out. Okay. Also, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the comedian really is amazing casting. Yes, it's I'm very excited about like all the casting, actually, because I think that they I'm not really happy with any of the casting they did do in the original, the first like the movie. Really? You don't like Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I don't Morgan even is the remember comedian? who was in that Pardon? You don't, you don't like Jeffrey like? Dean Morgan as the comedian? No. Oh, he works really well. Everyone else kind of sucks and is, is doesn't really work for their role so much. Um, I mean, he was but... fine. I wouldn't say it was like a... I, I think that it was a mis like potential. Like it's, It is such a breakout role. Or could have been. Does well, anyone remember the film like, cast he's... of Watchmen? Yeah, we're just talking he's... about it. He's better there than he is as as uh you know who in Walking Dead who is just like terrible. <gasps> he's in Walking Dead. Yeah, he's the he's the guy with the baseball bat that everyone loves. Negan. He's Negan. Oh, I don't Negan. I don't know who that is. I thought that w isn't I... that um the other guy's brother, the um, hot the hot guy's brother or whatever. I don't think he's hot, but everyone else does. Are, are you thinking? Are you are you talking about Merle? Merle was played by uh. Oh you know yes. <laughs> What's Merle's name? What's Merle's? Damn it! Now I'm trying to remember. He's, 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 he's uh, Yondu. Yeah, he's Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's right. Okay, that's why I'm getting it mixed up. Sorry. It's so, so weird how Michael everyone's Rooker. in a comic book movie these days, eh? Everybody. I'm. I'm. I really don't really care so much for Suicide Squad, but I am really looking forward to Yondu to Yondu to Michael Rooker as uh, Shark King because that sounds amazing. I am so excited for this Suicide Squad movie just because like it's just everything has gone to shit that it doesn't matter anymore. It's like it's just like the Wild West in DC world. And I'm just who knows what's going to happen. Right. Because there's nothing they can take all these crazy risks because they got nothing to lose. Uh, but in the meantime, I got to go see Brightburn this weekend. What? Well, I'm not going to go see Aladdin. That looks terrible. Brightburn. So I'm going to. It's it's also James Gunn related because it's the James oh. Gunn horror movie. He didn't direct though, and and the reviews have been eh. Huh. I actually haven't gone to the theater in forever. Like forever for me is like a, a like a month. I there's a bunch of stuff I want. Yeah, I haven't see seen out. Detective I... Pikachu either, but I feel like that's a waste of time. I need to go see that at some point. In the theater, though, like you need to like leave your house and pay money to see that one. Yeah, I, I, I mean, will. Pro I will probably do it just because it sounds really interesting. But 
Well, I mean, like, no spoilers for Avengers Endgame, but part of the reason I saw it in theaters twice is that the first time I saw it on opening night, the crowd was really muted. And it's really one of those movies you want to see with a crowd where everyone goes like, yeah, and cheers or laughs or whatever. It, it, it's yeah. not a movie that will hold up to private viewing in your in your living room, I don't think. So I don't know. Oh, I can't talk about the fucking game. God damn <laughs> mention the game a little bit if you want to no i don't i don't want anyone i don't want anyone listening to this podcast without the video to be distracted or to to even think about what's going on <laughs> that we're all watching um so how about that epic game sale i guess that's a thing that we could talk about. yeah i i guess that's the other thing that's happening right now is um epic continuing to like have weird mistakes and 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 bizarre problems and just like like the thing that came out just this week, I think, was um, uh, something where the fraud detection was messing up, and and if you bought too many games in rapid succession, they would just lock your account. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the 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 fraud detection is not a bad thing, right? Like Steam will do the same thing. Like most most anything that works with a credit card company has fraud detection, and I think rapid purchases from a single account is is one thing that typically flags it. The problem is on the Epic Store. There's no cart, there's no shopping cart, and they're running a massive sale. So when you're running a massive sale where you might find four, five, six games you really want, and there's no way to just put them all in a cart and hit purchase one time, instead you have to go credit card charge, credit card charge, credit card charge, credit card charge, that's going to trip their fraud system, and it's yeah. a shopping cart is such a basic element of a, of, a, of a digital store, it is kind of shocking that they don't have that but this wasn't even just um the the you know this wasn't the credit card company locking out the stuff that was it was epic's own fraud system right but i mean it would like, probably oh you're making too many purchases. purchases um what are some of the other things where's the search for this i haven't That's even other... looked at it because all i've seen was just a, I'm in no rush to use a storefront that is brand new, because why? And two, I, like, see nothing but horrible things, so I'm like, I'm not rushing to even look at this, because I don't care. And it seems like a shit show. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of decent stuff on here, and and, and I don't want to, like, I don't want, the, the stuff that's decent doesn't deserve to be ignored, because Epic is spending all their money to, to basically buy their way into platform ownership godhood um, no for sure but i'm also like i'm i'm not doing it now like i'm waiting till the, the, it gets all sorted because i don't want to risk my like oh, credit yeah. card and all this oh no no absolutely no i'm, I'm i was just but thinking, you're right like... no deaf people shouldn't and it's a shame that like unfortunately that's what's gonna be suffers be suffering the most is like these people stuck in these exclusive deals and then the other thing um that uh came to mind was um Crap, now I lost my train of thought. Epic store exclusivity. There was another thing that needed to be brought up. Well, well, the the whole fact that the sale was being done without the uh the consent of anybody involved, which led to a bunch of like weird price hikes and stuff like that. Yeah, that that was weird and remains weird. Like we we should probably talk about that a bit where like, you know, they did this yeah. whole Everything over fifteen dollars, uh, you get um, what ten dollars off, um, which is pretty crazy. And and the thing that that Epic did with this that is different from the way that Steam does sales is that Epic like was saying like, if you buy you know a game at fifteen bucks and get ten bucks off, that ten bucks comes out of Epic's pocket, and they still pay the uh, the 
publisher, the developer of the game, the full 15 bucks or the equivalent take that they would get after a normal sale. Um, which sounds neat on the surface of it, but it kind of just completely take like doesn't account for things like um, uh, the the fact that like th the amount of money that a game is sold at like has an effect on how much consumers value it. Like you could pre-order games for ten dollars off in the sale. You still can. It's still going. They haven't canceled it. Um, and especially with like indie games in the fifteen to twenty dollar game bracket like especially 15 to 20 dollars like having it go down to five or ten bucks too early significantly impacts sales this is something that's been known for a while with um like one of the the big advices that a lot of um, um post-mortems about indie games uh give out is like do not do the humble bundle early if if you put your game on humble bundle like the second you do that nobody's ever going to buy it at full price again um and and so you you would you would get a lot of people who are like oh yeah I'll, I, you know it's been a couple months game sales have kind of petered off yeah we'll put it on the humble bundle and they do that and their sales just completely uh, go through the floor because um, you've said like hey actually my game is only worth this much. There there's other elements I feel like this too. Is... I mean th there's well, the fact that um, for major retail games that have a retail space um, there's concerns about competition with pre-orders where they're yeah. not really allowed to like if, if you're going to be selling into GameStop or whatever um, you're not allowed to offer it online digitally cheaper and undercut your physical space retailers uh, there are contracts that preclude that and it's it it puts you in an awkward position and this is why things like um, uh, uh, Vampire the Masquerade 2 and a couple of the other big budget titles uh, were pulled from the store briefly because they they can't be sold under these conditions because they're yeah. they're pre-selling the game for way way cheaper than other places are able to pre-sell it for, um, and that is a bad thing, obviously. Yeah, it it, it really is like Epic is using some interesting tactics. I feel like there's um, there there okay, I'll put it this way. I uh, I heard about what Epic was doing, and I heard about the um, the all the negative feedback they were getting, and I was just kind of like, huh, okay, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't understand it at first, because like, in my mind, that was always what would happen if someone actually decided to go after Steam, is, you know, you would start throwing tons of money at it. And I think it's interesting to see the reaction from um, a lot of, let's say... Uh, People who are not as critical of capitalism as I am, uh, complaining about the way that Epic is is handling this, where they're basically attempting to, well, in in some cases, literally buying customers because you know they sign these exclusivity contracts uh, that are very sort of um, uh, that are very um, you know uh, underhanded looking um, in their own way. Um, you know, poaching games that have already been up on Steam is one of those like, hmm, you know, that's a little bit not cool. Um, I think Metro Exodus was the first game that, that experienced this where, um, you know, it, it was up on Steam for pre-orders for a while. And then they were like, okay, we've signed a, a deal with Epic and now it's not going to be on Steam. You got like 24 hours to pre-order it on Steam if you want to. We'll, we'll honor those. Otherwise, uh, nope. 
Um, and I think it's interesting to, to see that reaction. And, and I think that a lot of people thought that what would happen there was um, you would, uh, if someone ever wanted to, to come after Steam, they would build a better platform than Steam because that's what you're supposed to do. That's, that's how capitalism supposedly rewards, you know, merit, um, competition, you know, begets innovation, that kind of thing. But that's not at all always true. And uh, in this particular case, Epic made fuck you money with um, Fortnite, and they decided that well, the best way to get Steam was to just buy a bunch of game exclusives, and they did that, and they're succeeding at it kind of despite themselves almost, it seems like, because, uh, you know, with all these weird, like, like, you know, these controversies that are sort of unrelated to them just buying a bunch of exclusives like this sale, um... And the well, the whole weird fraud detection, the fact that their their storefront just kind of sucks. Um, the storefront does suck, um, but but I like, think there's there's other like things you mentioned to no cart. Well, it's just I, I figure they're going to fix that. Like so a lot of this is just growing pains, right? The lack of a cart is a growing pain. Right. The the fact that um, the the so they don't know how to do a sale yet is a growing pain. They'll figure out how to work friendly with developers and work within a retail market. It, it's not a it's not a giant fu. Let's burn the burn uh, traditional systems of running a store to the ground. It's just I think they literally right. have no familiar with it, familiarity with it, and and no idea how to, how it really works. Um, but like there's there's other if you want to start putting on conspiracy hats and, and reading into more like dark signs, it's probably important to remember that um, while Valve is I believe almost it's either entirely or almost entirely privately held. Um, Epic Games is got a forty percent forty percent share from Tencent. Forty yeah. percent of them is owned by wow, that is just the black bit of nothing. Uh, yeah, uh, and I would not be surprised to learn that Tencent is very interested in cutting into Steam's uh, share of of the PC gaming space. Um, well, they're also working on that um, League of Legends mobile version as well. Like they own League. Oh, that's right. So it, they're probably trying to make a, a big comeback splash and get into the mobile space. Tencent spends a lot of money. Not to pull this too much back to the uh, movie stuff, but did you see the Tencent uh, banner at the beginning of the Terminator trailer? Wait, really? Oh, I believe it's wow. the same company. Let me, let me confirm that. I mean, I didn't see the Terminator trailer. I saw like the oh, first little bit of it as you scroll through. Tencent to co-finance Skydance's Terminator reboot takes Chinese distribution. So yeah, it's it's distributing the film in China and uh, is co-financing the Terminator oh, movie. Yeah, I did. I did remember reading that, and I think I didn't bat an eye because I was like, oh, it's just the Chinese distribution. So I was like, that makes sense because I, I think they do that a lot. But still, probably shouldn't bat an eye to like a fucking ginormous entertainment company in China that buys everything. The fact that we just don't know anything about what happens in China alone is just terrifying. And what happens in, even in like, just like if we're talking about the gaming space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's been a, a problem I've had with, with games coverage in general. Um, not, not that it's a problem that is, has a good solution. Um, but like between the language barrier, the culture barrier and everything else, there's just not a lot of coverage in terms of like, I mean, obviously the big the big Japanese games, especially like Nintendo stuff, get through. Um, your Suda Fifty One games get through, but like, what does the Japanese indie scene really look like, and how much of that's being lost? How much how, is there a sea of of 
Japanese indie games uh, that we just don't get exposure to, that don't get translated? Or is the indie culture over there so fundamentally different that they don't really operate the same way the Western uh, indie scene does? Um, and I don't think there's anybody really exploring that space, at least in the Western games media. The only person I can think of that even really does that is Brian Ashcraft, and he mostly does like quirky French fries are a crazy fad in Japan now kind of posts. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. It's tough. And I think we've talked about that a lot, too, just about how, like, the... It's they're in their own other world, and there's no incentive us for, like, us to explore that world. There's no one to fund that stuff. There's no one to... That has the knowledge and the, and the ability to translate Japanese to English. And I, I think, I mean, having played... So, not to spoil too much, but I've played a lot of very bad games lately. Um... Translation is is a surprisingly common difficulty, just in general. Um, I, I I am surprised how many games really, really, really profoundly struggle with it. Um, even games that attempt it, and and I imagine it's it's it, it cuts both ways. Right? There are plenty of I think English games that struggle to to go out and and translate themselves to other languages. But I think there's also like a lot of games made by Russian developers, Chinese developers, Japanese developers that that can't figure out how to market themselves or translate the language of their game to to the to a, a an English speaking audience. I just think it's really interesting to watch the whole thing unfold because like the epic thing i'm I'm just kind of like, oh, so epic is doing, you know, the reasonable thing to do here which is to throw their money around um i mean my concern is like is, the way they're doing that like you know the my concern is that something more like regulation my concern with the epic store is is that it seems to be a return to a closed uh, or a walled garden policy yeah they do not have any real indication about that they've any real indication at all that they've put thought into where the boundaries are going to be in terms of what they're actually going to be willing to sell. And as a result, right now the store is basically either the low rung of um, big budget games, like your Vampire the Masquerade 2 is a paradox game, and it's a big budget game, but it's not it's not Halo. Um, or you get the sort of top tier indie games. You know, your, the next Super Giant game is going to be on there. The next, the next Super Meat Boy is going to be on there. Um, so you get, you know, sort of beloved indie creators that have a very, very large amount of clout and established, uh, uh, established audience. Or you have the smallest of the big budget titles that can, you know, would benefit easily from Epic throwing some money their way for exclusivity. Um, but what I, I'm worried about the the epic store becoming just that this place for like mid-range titles and nothing else and if that's your primary competition with steam and steam is the inverse of that where steam is just zero attempts to moderate anything i yeah. I, I don't know i i really don't i mean itch itch remains the probably the most healthy place for a small game to be but it just doesn't have the audience that steam has um is there magic in this game, Josh? We're being asked if there's magic in the game. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Other than Warhammer, has there ever been magic in a Total War game? Our really funny pre-rendered video cutscenes of a ninja failing to assassinate people considered magic? Because if so, then yes. <laughs> um... I should play Hades. Oh, that's the other thing to talk about uh, is is the the situation with Hades because we we kind of mentioned that in passing. Um, because of the discount for the sale that's going on now, 
um, Epic is basically straight up just cutting $10 off every single game's price, which is which is another interesting thing to talk about, I guess, because it means that the big budget games are only benefiting a little bit where you got, you know, a $50 pre-order instead of a $60 pre-order, but it takes a $15 game and turns it down to 5 or a $20 game and brings it down to 10 And in the case of Hades, um, they originally, I believe, wanted to raise the price because their 1.0 release came out, I think, around the same time the sale started, and they tried to raise their price to $25, which would have made the sale price $15. Um, but a lot of but people took umbrage with that because it was basically taking a $20 game, raising the price, and then cutting it on sale, which is illegal in a lot of, I think, parts of Europe, where you can't yeah. like inflate the price of something and then be like, well, it's a discount, um, even though it was technically cheaper after the price increase with the sale than it would have been otherwise. Um, they've since reverted it back. It's still you can buy it for ten dollars. At least it looks like that to me on the store. Um, but that, but that's also an interesting side effect of this is they wanted to raise their price and and couldn't um, as a result of of Epic's sort of one size fits all ten dollar discount. I just thought that was interesting. Oh, uh, what else is going on? Well, have you been playing any new video games? Because have you managed to play Hades yet? Because no, I, I was I own kind it. of not aware that was even out. Um, it's in, it's technically in early access, but uh, it is out. Um, I've been playing a bunch of Wargroove, uh, which is neat. Um, it's basically it's very much an advanced wars almost an advanced wars almost clone. Um, and I say that being someone who hasn't actually played Advance Wars, but knows enough, like, like I've seen enough, like, commentary about it. It's like, oh, these are, there's a lot of units here that are just straight up, like, exactly the equivalent of the unit tree in Advance Wars. I, um, I miss having to capture cities. That's the one thing I really... I mean, I, I guess you kind of capture cities, but it's a completely different mechanic where you get two health back, and, and it's weird. I don't like their city mechanic, is I guess what I'm saying. What do you mean, two health back? Like, don't you get... Or no, it's like ten percent health back or something. It's I, I can't remember. I I've gotten to this. I've gotten to like the fifth no. level, and then it got really hard. So there are villages in the uh, the game that you capture to give you money. Um, you have to actually destroy the garrison in the village, and then with another unit capture it. If you're trying to you know kill the occupying force and capture it in the same turn, um, and the village starts at half of the uh the hp of whatever unit uh captured it and then go grows by 10 percent each turn um and you can also reinforce off of those um I, it's it's neat i'm not sure i would say it's um perfect Um, uh, th there's, there's a lot of like uh, strange balance choices. Um, the, 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 it feels like it could have used another balance pass. There's something you'll discover pretty early on, which is, well, not pretty early on, but, but relatively quickly is that, um, on land spamming a bunch of pikemen are, is like way better than every other strategy. Um, cause, uh, cause what happens is each unit has the ability to, um, to do what's called a crit, a critical hit. Um, and basically like you have to fulfill certain uh, requirements with positioning or whatever to achieve the critical hit. So like basic swordsmen, critical hit when they're adjacent to a commander unit, um, uh, amphibious troops, critical hit when they're in the water. Um, pikemen critical hit when they're adjacent to another pikeman unit. 
and they cost like 150 uh, gold and you get 100 gold for each uh, village you control so like to, the, to give you an idea that's like pretty significant um, or that's not it's not pretty significant like that's a pretty cheap unit uh, it's just like the second cheapest unit in the game um, and pikemen counter a whole bunch of things they're like ideal counter are like archers but archers cost 500 so for one archer you can get like three and a half pikemen um and the other disadvantage of pikemen is that they're slow but you can also get wagon units and you get a couple wagon units you can just move a whole bunch of pikemen really quickly across the map um and so like the end game strategy is basically just use a bunch of pikemen spam to to just drop pikemen everywhere and overwhelm your enemy and then use uh trebuchets as artillery to uh to knock them out um how do i tell when the siege will be over ah sorry i was uh paying attention to the other game i'm playing right now um and then there's another thing where like naval units are objectively the best units in the game too which is weird because like naval units in most games like this are just kind of like a joke but um, all the naval units are pretty cheap, and they have pretty good range and everything. So like like the balance just all in in all kinds of ways feels weird and off. Um, the game is not very easy either. Like the default difficulty is actually called hard. Um, the AI doesn't really pay attention to fog of war. Um, that said, it is a neat it, it's a neat game. It's pretty fun to play. Um, There's doggies. There are dogs. They're not very useful. You can pet them. They're cute. I don't think you can pet dogs in the game. Uh-oh. The other thing that annoys me right now is um, the, the after the final battle, there's an epilogue mission. And the epilogue mission requires you to have gotten 100 of the 200 stars in the game uh and stars are given for like finishing a battle in a certain number of turns and, and stuff like that and i got done with that and i was at like 72 and so i was like oh good now i have to grind a bunch of i have to redo a bunch of missions or i have to go and play like the arcade mode or the puzzle mode puzzle mode is interesting but um gets a little samey um and it's like oh this is great i can't see what really happens because because it literally ends on a cliffhanger um so that's kind of annoying uh i i i wish it were a little less locked behind uh, uh those sorts of things but um that's the way it goes um what about you alex you've been doing anything interesting aside from fighting youtube strikes oh yeah, um, well, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Mario Odyssey, which has been fun, um, and a little bit of Nier Automata, which has also been fun. But they're old games, so I feel like everyone's already talked about them. I, I really still should need to go play back Nier. and play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. I, I It's one of those games that I own that I know I'd probably like if I just found the time, and I just it just slipped through my, my radar. I, I couldn't slot it in. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you just gotta do it. That's what I, I just force myself. I'm like, just play it, you'll like it. And I am playing it and enjoying it. So, it's exactly how I said it was gonna be. I ended up accidentally completing the game, which I knew was a thing you could do, but I didn't, I had no idea when or how it happened. So, that was really funny. 
Oh yeah, I understand that 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 tends to happen in that game where the initial ending just kind of happens, and you're like, oh, and then it's like, oh, actually, there you're like less than a third of the way through the game. You're supposed to play it multiple times. Yeah, I did make my way to the little robot town. I'm very happy about that. And that's shortly where the game ended because um, it, this isn't really like a spoiler or anything, but it's just like a, a boss showed up in town. It's like any event in any game. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And so I walk one way and then it says, well, you left the town and the boss killed everybody. Game over. <laughs> I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I had no idea. So I, I like... Yeah. So and then the credits like roll through like at ten times speed and the game starts over again. I was like, what the fuck? I, isn't that one of the joke endings? I'd imagine so. I think I don't think it was like a serious ending, because of just the way they just like fast forwarded through the uh, the credits. And... Right. So yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, Odyssey's great too. Uh, I was the Warframe update just came out two days ago which has like a new frame and a new mode and a new boss battle so i was actually just playing that before the stream so that's pretty cool oh, that's neat it's like fine it's it's just it's it's all this stuff but it's all just like very lackluster in many ways and you're like i've been like they haven't updated warframe in quite a while um and we're still waiting for like the next major update of the year still like this isn't even like the mainline update right which is the, um, um, or maybe this is, I don't know, maybe Sliv in the chat can answer, but it's like, I had thought that we were getting that big uh, capital ship mode this year, because that's what they capital teased last year. Mode. Yeah, it's like the, they teased it last year at TennoCon, where you you have like, essentially capital ship fights with your friends, it's sort of like, oh, um, Sons of Icarus. Oh yeah, you did mention that in the stream yeah. that we did, yeah. So that was supposed to come out this year. It's still probably coming out, but late. Yeah, like, it's... So that's supposed to be the main thing, and we haven't got that yet, so... Right. It's a weird time for Warframe. People, like, drop off, and people start getting hostile and start complaining a lot. And it gets, like... It just... The community just gets, like, really toxic when there's no updates. Has anybody in chat played Apex Legends recently? I just kind of stopped doing that. Risk of Rain came out. And... My brother plays, like, all the time. That's his new main game. He loves it. He'll just play one game nonstop. So, he, like, he's maybe a not Apex the best judge. Apex? Oh, yeah. My brother's been playing Apex still. Yeah. And um... it's largely unchanged, which I think is the part of the reason why people stop playing is just because like yeah, Fortnite they, comes they decided up with so many updates. Do... Um, they decided to to do like a, a much different update cycle than than Fortnite is doing, but like it's it's kind of really slow for everybody. Um, I I well, also don't I mean... think the microtransactions in that game are very good. Like skins are way more yeah. expensive than they should be. Oh, and the battle pass is very disappointing. Like the, I, none of the I, items are particularly interesting. Sorry, Chris. No, yeah. no, you're. I mean, you're. You're right. I'm just frustrated because, like, that's all true. <laughs> like, I'm frustrated because that's all true, and I don't want to. To, 
I don't want Epic and the Infinite Crunch to be the right way to run a game like this, because that means a game like this really yeah. isn't ethically maintainable. But on the flip side, like, I also can't deny that the, the actual unlockables and the actual battle pass are both pretty disappointing. Um, like, and, and maybe this is, this is my unhealthy game issues coming through, but like, I, I really like the way Fortnite not necessarily com pumps out constant content, but like, I like the way the battle pass works. I like that I can sign in and have a daily goal, a couple daily goals. And also like yeah. every week there's a couple new th things and it's a lot of it is easy things. So like the first, first login of the week would be like, Hey, visit, I don't know, the skeleton boneyard or whatever, you know, go visit that cool place. You, if you land at that cool place, or if you visit three of these places, that counts as an achievement and you get a little check mark and you get a bunch of experience towards your battle pass where you get some cool stuff. The problem is yeah, that the Apex I, Battle Pass is definitely not as good as that. No, it's the the little missions and, you get are all pretty terrible, and then the award the rewards are all uniformly awful. Like yeah, like like they the skins from that pack are just not good. And then I, and then they've got that other thing where as you level up, you get fewer loot boxes. Like it's not like oh Overwatch, yeah, you get it get every other forever level. Yeah, yeah. After you hit twenty, you get it every other level, and then I think after you hit forty, that's, that's really it. disappointing. Which is and like, what do the you other do? thing do they not that's have... go ahead. The other thing that's they do have is you get a bonus for um, playing characters that you haven't played. So like if you are normally playing Lifeline and you've never touched like Bangalore, you'll get like a right. bonus, which I hate because everything else in the game rewards you for like sticking to one character and building up the stats, and that's kind of like what you want to do. But then they're like, oh, try these characters that you just don't like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just there's no benefit to having, um, like, character variety in a game like that anyway. So why would you encourage it? Like, in some games, there's a benefit to switching up your class, play different classes yeah. or whatever, like a MOBA or something like that. Or even, like, but Overwatch. The, the classes in... The classes in in Apex are not that impactful. Like no, they don't play that. Very secondary to what guns do you have? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll say so far, if I can talk about uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, uh, I like it. It feels a lot better than um, Rome Two did on launch. I'll say that. Uh, um, also, seems fairly decently optimized, which is not something that. Um, the uh that that creative assembly tends to succeed very much at did i not take that town by beating the sally forth thing huh that's interesting that's not usually or maybe it is how it usually happens maybe not i don't know um yeah it, it seems neat um and I like that, like there is this mode that that we're playing right now is the uh, the romance mode where it's much more focused on the heroic figures of the period, people you might recognize if you've read Romance of the Three Kingdoms, um, the novel. Uh, it looks like there's a and, lot more than Three uh, Kingdoms. Oh, well, there were three major ones that it kind of split up into. Um, and like it just kind of just like gives you the somewhat more guided campaign whereas you know if you tend to play total war games you tend to end up in like 
I've decided to be this nation, now what am I going to do? Well, the game will kind of hint it like, maybe you should attack this city first, and then like, those missions kind of dry up pretty fast. Um, I The thing I don't know is how much of this is like from Warhammer, because I haven't played any of the Warhammer Total War games, because I don't really care about Warhammer. Um... But yeah, it, it seems neat. Um, uh, definitely less of a disappointment than Imperator turned out to be, where it was just kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> I, I still haven't gotten back to that game. Um, so yeah, what, does anybody have any other topics they'd like to bring up? Um, I could run some questions from the audience. We haven't done qu audience questions. Yeah, in let's do an audience question. Audience, ask us questions. Give us content to pad out this podcast. I mean, I could ramble on and on about lots of things, but I don't want to take up the whole conversation, <laughs> you know? I feel like Josh has song sung so many times. Someone asked for us to sing. The best, the only time you need to hear Josh sing is on Star Butts when he sings the theme song yes. to Star Trek. And if you haven't heard bug, that... We need to bug mumbles about that show. We yeah. We have some more of those. I don't think she realizes how many people have been saying, like, we need to get the show going again. Because <laughs> people are like, it's my Mumbles, favorite thing you. you guys do. And I'm like, what? <laughs> when are we getting more Starbucks? Bug mumbles. You guys do it. Peer pressure. In a nice uh, way. Dippity's Scliteri says, Camster, tell us your late latest regretful game. Uh-huh. Uh, the most re recent regret, I don't want to spoil, because me, me and Josh are saving a thing for that, uh, but it's a doozy. Yeah, actually, that is, is part of the, uh, the reason why there's no spoiler warning this week, is that Chris and I have been working on an, a different, like, an unrelated project, and, uh, Rutskarn was moving, I guess, um, and it was, I think, a, a holiday in Canada? Yeah, it was a long weekend. Yeah, Canada has holidays, right? Is we it, have way more than you guys weekend? do. No, it's Victoria Day Long Weekend, where we celebrate the Queen Victoria, don't you know? Is she still alive? No, she died, silly. <laughs> I don't know she's anything so about She's so old, Queen. she's dead. <laughs> but we still celebrate her birthday. <laughs> yeah, Queen Victoria, you know, the queen who was the Queen Victoria in the Sherlock game we're playing is still alive and on the throne. <laughs> she's just like... Made a, she's a lich. We can't find her phylactery. She actually lost it. It like it's in the sewer system somewhere, and we just can't find it anymore. So she's just kind of here forever now. I, I like that I have two areas where I'm just a complete dumbass, and it's history and music, <laughs> and anything anything involving those circles, I'm a moron. Um, as far as far as a real answer to that question, um, I guess my latest regretful game that isn't a like wow regretful game is probably rage too i mean what did you expect though how did you regret something that you knew wasn't going to be great uh, it's, it's 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 complicated it's made me feel really depressed who are you though i don't know who you That's are true. so you can't say anything about rage too you have to be high profile like a bill gates type or a you know, maybe Kim Kardashian would be able to be an authority on Rage 2. People know who she is. Don't ask me what my favorite uh, band is. That's a bad question. I, think I, I don't have a favorite band. Economy. Oh, well. Josh, like, do you have any, uh, or 
sorry. Oh, you 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 go ahead if you want to keep answering that. Well, I just I I you can you can look through my my um music library and it's it's almost all music from video games and music from movies music from tv shows or music that i've picked up through cultural osmosis i i don't i don't do music and so when people ask me what my favorite music is i don't really have an answer and it gets real awkward because like nobody wants to hear like i don't know i've been really listening to this chipsell album for the past two weeks nobody knows who chipsell is i mean this audience probably does but like at work <laughs> no um, Hermocrates asks, Josh, do you have any interest in city builder games and are you interested in playing one on stream? Also open to the rest of the cast. Um, I feel like there haven't been any good ones lately. City Skylines is okay, but it's, it's, it, I don't like how that game is basically just a traffic simulator with a city builder built on top of it. Mm. Um, I, it always just kind of feels like I'm making the same city over and over again. That is the problem with those kind of games, though, isn't it? Like, you have this yeah. almost, like, natural tendency to just, like, you're like, this is the city. Unless you have, like, a very specific theme. Where you're well, like, this I is I always this. Loved, um, I, I always loved the SimCity 2000 era because there was oh, SimCity yeah. 2000. And then yeah. you got to import that into Sim SimCopter and Sim Racer or whatever the car driving one was. Like, you could actually Streets walk around. Streets of SimCity, I think. Yes, Streets of SimCity. And you could like drive and walk around your city and it was like this thing that you spent 12 hours building in a completely different game is now this physical 3D space to drive around in. And that's really cool and not something that you ever see anymore today. And I, I that's the sort of thing I miss. Yeah. Um, another another thing that was cool that I, I, I don't think it's the best city builder game ever. In fact, I recently saw a Twitter thread about it, how it's kind of like ideologically really conflicted. But uh, Simile was really interesting. Um, it's it's fundamentally hyper-colonialist in the way it operates because it's basically you coming in and, and managing both the skilled and unskilled labor of a, of a small, untouched tropical island. Yeah. Um, but it's also interesting in that it talks about things like skilled versus unskilled labor and building up education, whereas like SimCity, SimCity operates more in that like just, oh, lower taxes, businesses will come, then raise taxes when things are stable, that sort of thing. And it doesn't really talk about education other than having like a heat map of where ed education good and education bad. And there's mm -hmm. no real effects of high or low education throughout the city. Yeah. Um, and I, I like city builders that do that. Like this is why I liked uh, Frostpunk. Like, I like games that sort of take city building and do something interesting with it. Because so many of them, I think Josh are right, and, and, and Alex are right, that it's, it just turns into this thing where it's like a growth simulator where you take something from tiny to big, and you watch the numbers go up and cool art assets replace the country, rural art assets, and you feel, yay, I built a thing. Um, which is cool, and I like that, but I like that when I was doing that in SimCity 2000 20 years ago, and, and doing it again, right. I, I, I don't need to do that again. Kids in school need to do that now and learn about city building, but more yeah, questions. I, I played a lot of SimCity 2000 when I was a kid. Um, is there a mobile port of that? I think there might be. There's a mobile port of SimCity. I don't know about 2000. Um, you know what game I never got into, but I wished I could as a kid, and maybe I would be able to as an adult, is Sim Life. Like, it's just, it was too abstract for, like, nine-year-old me which what was what was that sim life was the the life simulator game where you could engineer species that could either be no, that, carnivorous no, that, or that was that was sim earth 
No, Sim Earth was all about uh, geography or geology. Sim Earth was about tectonic plates and how much lava and the size of the crust. Yeah, Sim Life is like the ecosystem one. Huh. It had like the weird like tiger rhino on the front or whatever and like a weird bird. I love that. Yeah. Like some weird ass box art. Actually, you know what I played a lot of as a kid was Sim Town. And it's weird because I played Sim City before I played Sim but like Sim City worked as like a, a a this is how the adults do it. This is how we're really building a city. Sim Town worked because it was expressive and you could like mess with the individual Sims and it was a lot more intimate and it, you were down on a kid level. Yeah. Like did did any of you mess uh, with it? It was kind of a Sim precursor to the Sims. I, yeah, like you Sim could do Town was yeah. It was. I was just about to say like it was interesting because it was like like almost like proto the sims but you weren't a particular sim you were like a small town of sims but you could like do like you could look at people's houses and follow them around and they did stuff and and you know there were individuals yeah i always thought that was interesting and it was a shame that uh it didn't um ever really get a follow-up um we have a question about ludo narrative harmony um oh, in, in terms of look Josh, I just tweeted some stuff about that, so don't don't, don't get too excited. Uh, but uh, no, I, I um, was going to say that the example that springs to my mind, and it's it's sort of the lazy, like the lazy example, but it's a, I think a pretty good one is uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Mm -hmm. Um, that is like, and that's I think like a, has become the textbook example almost. Right. And that's why I think it's maybe a lazy answer, because it's, like, the obvious one, the one that's just, like, the whole game is that. The whole game is narrative and gameplay working together. So it's not the most useful example, maybe, because it's it's such a specific, such a quintessential example of it. But I just love everything in, um, in Metal Gear, in Metal Gear 2. Metal Gear 2? Which one is the one I'm thinking Metal of? Metal Gear Solid? Three. Metal Gear 2 is the direct sequel to Metal Gear, and I think it was an SNES game. Oh, that's another good um, thing for the, my list the, on Twitter. Uh, sorry, the... Um, yeah, Metal Gear. Like, I like the whole um, Psycho Mantis fight. Like, I think that's really interesting. I think how, like, they integrated the... I guess that's, like, more metatextual about adding the... Uh, elements of the instruction booklet with the game and just like those kind of just those kind of little things i i think a game that relies too much on like the the like re the sort of recognition of controls is is kind of oftentimes more cheesy than anything and i think it's like you need a really kind of cool but sort of like small idea like with brothers that that can last a, a short game but maybe not like a very long game not to say that I guess Ludo Narrative Harmony has to be purely uh purely just the mechanical controls of a game. Yeah. Well that, that's also, why I it's like eventually it's just become silly like theory talk and you're like, what does it all mean? What is a game? I feel like... like oh, go away. Our games King art Dragon Pass. No, art isn't art. There is no such thing as art. Um, King of Dragon Pass, I feel like, is a game that, that fits this description of um, Ludo Narrative Harmony because of the, the way like it, it plays on um, how you don't necessarily have all the information when you make like a role-playing decision, like a dialogue tree in a video game, right? 
but also um like you yourself playing the game don't really know what's not like whether certain things are trustworthy or not you know and your advisors will advise you but they're not always right you know and they'll advise you based on their own particular biases you know this guy is a follower of the war god so he just wants to attack everybody this guy's a follower of the trickster god so he gives a bunch of bad advice uh, but sometimes he he helps out um and sometimes you'd make the rabbit people real angry because i can't even remember yeah i feel bad for bringing that up because that was something that um showed up in uh the latest cool ghost episode which you should go watch all of you should go watch that stop stop listening to this live stop mm -hmm. stop listening to this not live if you're listening to this afterwards and go watch cool ghost episode three or or that and then time we did help it. me convince chris to use his clout on twitter to get matt lees to hang out with us so apparently dragon pass is a canadian company and now i want to be ceo of dragon pass <laughs> wait what what's dragon pass i, I, I some sort of flight coupon App. It, it is world's all in one the, digital the airport company that made the game but someone in real life is ceo of dragon pass and that's kind of amazing but there's lots of companies that have dragon something in the name we could probably think of a few off the top of our head which we just don't want to say on stream maybe um have my thoughts on diary of a spaceport jan janitor changed at all since the video uh, not really i still i i haven't watched my video on it basically since it came out, um, but I still really like Diary of a Spaceport Janitor. Um, it, it's, it's weird and quirky, and it's, it's, it's exactly my kind of bullshit, so, like, I, I, I think I would, I would still probably stand by what I said, but I also don't remember what I said, so put a little asterisk <laughs> there. So if there's something terrible in that video that I forget, I'm not responsible for that, but... Um, Otherwise, yeah, I, I, I really like it. It's it's just janky enough that you could tell it was, you know, personal and intimate, and it's not really designed to be quote-unquote fun or player-friendly, um, but it's also got a bunch, it's got a great art style, it's kind of genre-savvy, and it knows what it's doing within genre, but it's also not just like, you know, wanking genre stuff of like, RPG tropes, woo! It, it has something on its mind about working class poor and working poor in poverty. I, I, I really, really uh, enjoy it a lot. Um, and I think it's, I would say I like it better than cart life. I think cart life is a little bit more of the traditional Oscar bait version of, of working on that same, uh, general topic of, of sort of, uh, dealing with that, with that topic. But I think both of them are really cool because it proves you can do games on difficult material. Um, if you approach it from the right context, um, and not have it be an empathy simulator or whatever, uh, which is one of the most dangerous things that you could try to make um i don't think spaceport janitor tries to say this is what it's like and i think the genre trappings go a long way in that i think it highlights struggles without without it being like now you know what it is like to be working poor like it doesn't do that at least not as overtly as as it as other games might i'm i'm rambling at this point i like it yes no how do i split armies in this video game oh this cannot this army cannot split okay neat great Aw, they love each other so much that they're a band of brothers and won't won't go separate ways. Uh, I'm not what books are we reading? Books what books are y'all reading? What what books are you reading, Josh? Alex, what books are you reading? Uh, <laughs> I picked <laughs> up I picked up a hardcover copy of the uh, 
it's not all the works of H.P. Lovecraft, but it's basically most of his short stories that I've been going through, because I never actually read Lovecraft before, so... Good oh. luck with that. That's a, that's a tough read. He, he's definitely, uh, there's... You can detect his very, very Eurocentric racism. Uh, um, I, the people were not kidding about that. I, I love the movie Necromancer, the book, or not Necromancer, uh, Reanimator, because um, it's a fun camp classic. There is nothing fun about reading Reanimator. It is top to bottom nothing but racism. It is, it is the most racist thing that isn't overt racist propaganda I've ever read, and it is terrible. No. Um, there are things that, I mean, I mean, like, there are things in Lovecraft's library I, I do like um, that are arguably still rooted in his xenophobia and fear of the unknown and fear of the other, but, like, when it's more about, like, spacemen from Pluto is sort of an abstracted metaphor, and it becomes more about this abstract concept of science being inherently maybe dangerous, especially, you know, given turn-of-the-century writing and and the sort of uh, advent of, of sort of, uh, I don't want to say, what, what, what era would that be? Don't say post-Victorian, because we made a joke about me not knowing Queen Victoria already. Um... <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean, post-Victorian? She's still alive, Chris. Damn it, Josh. <laughs> I, I, early modern, thank you. Sort of an early modern era of writing early, where all the science... Early is modern beginning. is not what you think it is. Is it not? I, I don't... Early again, modern I don't know is history. like Renaissance through French Revolution. I've had this um, weird hang-up about reading since my uh, I was I finished with my degree, just because basically I have read so much, and with comprehensives where you have to essentially like read through hundreds of books and in a few months, it just like I like I started reading an absolutely uh, remarkable thing uh, during Christmas time because I got a copy of it for Christmas, and I really like it, and I just can't sit down for long periods of time and read novels it's like i've gotten i'm not even halfway through and i yeah so it's it's weird but I, it's I hard to, to read for fun it is and i i need to think of a way to, to do better i i think the one thing that's eating away at all of my um reading time is when i go to bed instead of reading like i don't grab my kindle and sit down and start reading a book i just load up the latest version of whatever picross game is out on the switch and do that until I fall asleep. And I think that's just like eating away <laughs> all of all of my reading time. And I really need to stop doing that because I love yeah, me some Picross puzzles, but they're not exactly edifying. I uh, I do not play video games in bed, so... But then why else do you own a Switch? It's amazing. You can play video games while you're uh, going to sleep. Because there are certain video games that are out only on the Switch that I would like to play. Like, that's the reason I I've actually I never played my Switch, Switch in bed. I do bed. not use its portable stuff. Am I, I the only one that does this? So, someone I in use, comments. I never you are, embed. You were the no. only one in the whole world. This is just like that time I cut my steak. They, they made, that, that, what other horrible weird things do I do? They, they I pronounce made, it asthma. Yes. No. You you decide you declared that you Neil did Armstrong the was a type of spaceship. Only when traveling do I use the the portable capabilities of the Switch. Yeah. Nintendo literally made it all for you, Chris. Congratulations. 
Is that the worst well, way how to pronounce make, it? Why does everyone make fun of the way <laughs> I, I pronounce let's, it? Let's, let's read that out in its entirety. I think it deserves some time, some consideration. Uh, Somniorum says, question, is the worst way to pronounce the word that is spelled ASMR, asthma? Um, yes. I don't think it is. I uh, think it's we, the right We had a 24-hour-long Twitter poll, and 95% of the world's population said that that was not how you pronounce that. Just for that, I'm going to do the rest of the video like this. I've been oh. asking you to do that for, like, years. Finally. <laughs> yeah, yay, we did it. Good going, chat. Conspiracy paid off. Also, there's definitely a part of this episode where there is all sorts of remix fodder where Cancer is saying, credit card, credit card, credit card, over and over again. And I'm like, you are just giving it to him. Oh, no. Oh, man. I, I, I worry about that. <laughs> Maybe Josh will edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> edit it into its own separate file to, to release to patrons who pledge $20 or more a month. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's the kind of stuff we, gotta... we need to start giving us. Meme fodder, pictures of Josh's face, and various Wendy's deals. Why can't I... Oh, okay. I'm sure the people who are making Chris remixes are not the good people. I that's, have made Chris that's remixes. Usually... You have? Yeah, I, 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 I've got a couple of them. I've got one where I just took the... Uh, when we were doing the... Uh, Monster Prom, uh, Quick Look, I think, whatever it was, Patron Week, I don't remember what it was, um, and we were all reading out our, our character's dialogue, and Chris is being confronted by goats, <laughs> and I, I put what? up a, a, an unlisted video on our channel that's just Chris's um, errant signal logo, and just him going, ah, where did these goats come from? Get them away from me! <laughs> That's not funny, but it happened. And why does no one have access to this? I linked it on Twitter. The pending libel this suit. Like ages ago. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> I think there's another one where... Oh, I don't even remember what it, what it was. We were doing something in Batman, and... I don't even remember what the joke was, but, but Chris said something funny. Um... I should just log over, into the account um, and find what this stuff is so that I can share it. Yeah, you should. Except I don't think I have the password. Who is this guy? Um, Dong Zhu. He's the Chi He's got like a Chinese American flag. I would like to point out to you, Chris, that you did not pronounce that name correctly. Tong Zhuo. I was not trying to. Did I pronounce it right? That was closer. Dong Zhao. Thank you. So Dong Zhao is rich and half-rich. What? He's rich in food and coin. Oh, Trust that's a me, rice we can bowl. all okay. tell. Dong Zhuo? Like that? I'm, I'm reading it from the, the chat. I don't know if that's accurate either. What does it mean to give trade ancillaries? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I'm going to say no. Reject. Goodbye. We got a cutscene. That's neat. Ooh. Of course, uh, you know, in my infinite faith in Creative Assembly that I have for some reason, I assumed that the game would default to Mandarin language and just have English subtitles. But no. And so I didn't bother to turn on the damn subtitles. 
Did, wait, did the guy that we were just negotiating with die? <laughs> Oops. Cool, wait. we rejected him so hard he just ceased living. <laughs> no, he got assassinated. Well, I didn't do that. Chris, did you do that? No. Hmm. Yep, yeah, he dead. The minister... It's Wang Yun? And is plotting to overthrow Dong Zhuo? Dong so Zhou? when is this in, in time, like, year-wise? This is... Uh, the year was listed... Winter 192. This is the, the fall like of the Han Dynasty. Yes. This is neat. I, I know it's seen seed, a lot more dynamic than they ever were in... I still call it Disney Springs, or Downtown Disney, whatever. Downtown Disney. I can't even keep... MGM Studios. I... Wait, they changed the name? Yeah. Oh, it used don't to be even Pleasure get me Island. started. It used to be awesome, and then it got worse. <laughs> I feel Have bad every ever, time I tweet um... theme park stuff. It's like the Venn Why? diagram of people that follow me on Twitter and the people that care about theme park stuff is like eight people. Oh, I love it. I'm all I'm here and for. Several it. of them have been on this show. How, did you, there's actually like a whole backstory to Pleasure Island. I don't know if you've ever looked into this, but yeah, the each, Adventurers Club. Yeah, and each okay. building, whether it be a restaurant or a store, is connected to the whole universe of the of the area, and they that's really awesome. But they don't have that anymore. So I mean, there's still a ride. That I want to clarify here. We're not just mispronouncing Treasure Island. This is something distinct. No, there, from that. there was never a Treasure Island. Wasn't there? Wasn't no. Treasure Island is a book and a movie? No, that's the Swiss know. Family Robinson. Oh yeah, that's right. They well, have the, the Swiss Family have. Robinson thing. But that even that's not on Treasure Island. Treasure Island is with with you know Tim Curry and Kermit. Oh, that Tim Treasure Island. Space. There's only one Treasure Island. No, there's the book. Okay, but like that that property, but not like the there's Swiss the Family one Robinson with the, did not the, build their treehouse on Treasure Island. No, Treasure Island's the the like steampunk the movie that didn't do so well. Yes. Treasure Was Planet. that Treasure Planet? It's Treasure Island, but it's like it is Treasure like it's just like a steampunk version. It's still basically the same story. Thirty percent food that should not exist is the other part of Camster's uh, Twitter account. How could you forget? <laughs> Look, I get dragged for my food takes a lot. I don't want to bring it up right now. Yeah, I remember that time just uh, uh, yesterday where you were like, "I guess I'm going to go out to get food," and I was like, "Oh, so you're going to Arby's?" And you were like, "No," and then I made fun of you for not going to Arby's. <laughs> Said no. Why would you make fun of someone for not going to Arby's? Because that's what Chris does. He goes to Arby's. For the record, I did not go to Arby's today. Or this week. I haven't been to Arby's in like two weeks. Do we have any other interesting questions from chat? A lot of people are Is saying that like their drinking... city just doesn't have Arby's or their Arby's closed. That's important. So they're bringing back Coke... New Coke. That's exciting. I thought they There's did that already. New, new Coke well, they're, has they're been doing it for... back since before New Coke existed. It's called Diet Coke. No, but they're really bringing back New Coke. Diet Coke formula. They're bringing sugar. back New Coke, and it is it is going to be for Stranger Things. Oh, fuck Great. that. 
I'm excited because Stranger Things is at HHN this year, so I have to watch the new season. <laughs> You're that, that that's kind the only of person, reason, are is, you? because it's going to be at HHN. You well, have to okay. understand the backstory to get the full impact of the ride. I literally do. We, Me and my wife have viewing parties where we catch up on everything that has been all the properties that are coming every year. I completely understand that. Except Walking Dead. We that. stopped catching up on that. Because that... No, yeah, whatever. That it's was there just for five years and... It's just zombies. There's no catching up. Yeah. Uh, Trix2001 says, wait, Diet Coke with sugar, isn't that kind of defeating the point? Why would you want that? Uh, because Diet Coke was the formula they used to create new Coke. They they messed around with a couple of ingredients, but it was effectively the same thing. Um, like, Diet Coke was originally developed to be a different flavored drink that was, you know, no sugar, because they didn't think it would be a good idea to, you know, dilute the Coke brand with, like, a Coke that just doesn't have sugar in it. Um, and then Coke Zero happened, and they were just like, well, all right. Coke Zero is delicious, and I will... That is a hill I will die on. I mean, yeah... I've actually gotten Possibly to the point where like... I've been drinking diet sodas for so long that I don't like sodas with sugar in them anymore. Me neither. It's weird. I, I mentioned this in, in uh, Discord the other day, but uh, I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I have this weird baseline of, of caffeine in my system because I drink so much soda. So, like, I, like, never do coffee, but I constantly have, like, 10 to 25 milligrams of, of caffeine going through my system all the time, and it's, like... Not That's enough to wake me up, but just enough where if I go without soda for more than about 12 hours, I start getting headaches and withdrawal, and that really sucks. But then if I have a co coffee, I like, I wake up. I am up. Cause I am yeah, because you're yeah. not used to like that type of caffeine. Exactly. Coffee is the only like caffeinated drink that I will have where like it, it actually really affects me in any meaningful way. Um... Like, you know, black tea, you know, soda, those things just don't really, like, kick it for me. And I, I guess, like, energy drinks might, but I don't drink energy drinks, so. I, I wish, I wish the tools I used for things worked better. Like your software? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Steam, and I'm hating the fact that now that I have two Steam accounts, all the games are mixed up, and I really don't like oh, that at no. all. Oh, no. Why do you have two Steam accounts? Because I... So, my thinking was, I wanted to have a new Steam account for all of the like bad games Coke. I'm going to buy, for all the for all the bad games I'm thinking of trying out. That way I could have, like, a personal Steam account that's just stuff I really am, like, excited to play, and another Steam account that's where I can, like, buy all the stuff that, like, this looks terrible, it's either going to be hilarious or not work at all, let's try it. And, and I thought that would be cool. Turns out when you do that on the same computer on Steam, uh shows you both accounts games if you've logged in so it just it, it just it has not cleaned up my interface really at all you can filter that though i think but then i lose my yeah, other filters. I believe there is a way to turn it off um but yes i i ran into something similar when i um uh when the the steam uh in-home streaming became a thing and i installed steam on my laptop which was at that point like a surface pro 3 with like no graphics card you know it was just the low power two or four core processor that was in it uh and the integrated graphics with that and i installed steam on it so i could like you know install like old games that wouldn't be wouldn't have too much of a problem with it and i loaded up and there's like my whole installed steam library and it's all just set to stream this game from your pc which is never what you want to do ever and 
And I was like, like, like if I clicked on it to like install, like wanting to install it, it would instead just stream it from my desktop PC. And it was just like, this is not what I want, Steam. Why are you doing this? Who would want that to be the default option? I've used it a bunch, Josh. I'm just saying. It works. I mean, if you've got it set up properly, sure. Yes. It is a pain in the butt to set up. But, like, you don't want to just, like, oh, I installed Steam on my laptop, and now everything's in. Let's stream all these games no. from my desktop. Hang on. Yeah, no. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing at this point in this game. I'm supposed to ally with Pauchon, but I can't because the game won't let me ally with people yet, I guess. says you must be of equivalent or greater rank to Marquis. Or I guess, is that Maquis? Uh, but this cannot be proposed by or to improve. And it's like, what does that even mean? That's that's a French word. Any more fashion videos? I just put one out today, actually. On the new May skin for uh, the Overwatch anniversary. And we go in and we talk about that. And yeah, how the is... Uh... How is your YouTube channel doing right now, Alex? <laughs> it's been horrible. I've been so upset, to be completely honest, just because, like, they rejected my appeal for dissecting Bible Black, so um, yeah. it's I can't get it back. It's just gone now. Well, it's not gone. Like, it's still there, but I don't think there's going to be any way to reinstate it. So, like, all that data... They, and, like, is it actually not viewable right now? Or it's is it not just viewable. No, it's completely oh, down. Yeah. Is it, it was a, never... is it a copyright strike or was it a content thing? Community no, content guideline. Thing. Yeah. And I appealed it and, you know, I typed in, you know, this video is for educational purposes under the, the community guidelines. I'm allowed to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I didn't even get an email or anything. I just, on my... Um, on my uh, studio thing, it just says appeal rejected. And then it, it has the video, but everything is grayed out. I can't even do anything with it. And I actually can't even delete it because I would, uh, I think they don't like that when you have a, a warning. So now I have a warning on my channel for a few months. It is up on Pornhub, yes. I do have it on Pornhub. Um, I would like to find a better place for it that isn't, like that I can link out a little bit safely or like someone might be more comfortable watching but um but like out of out of those people you're not gonna get like a lot of new audiences right like if i uploaded to vimeo or something yeah so it's a bummer because like i i feel like it's not it's a, a video that should not have been taken down and there's like a lot worse videos on youtube that are about bible black and they're still up yeah, like, it was pretty well censored, you know. And it just makes me think that the reason why it, all this is happening is because I'm up for um, partner, and so they're doing, like, a review of my channel. Like, they took down a thumbnail on one of my videos, too, without notice. I don't know why. Yeah, that really sucks. But unfortunately, I just can't, like, make any more videos on any, like hentai topics or anything because then i'll get another strike on my channel and i don't want to do that because it seems like even if i censor it and even if i follow the guidelines it doesn't matter yeah and i really wish like like this is this affects so many people on youtube like obviously this isn't like a this isn't new news but i just wish like 
the camel's back would break and like the content creators just said enough is enough and did something about it. Fastling to you. Well, we've been going for about an hour and 35 minutes. Remember Orchid? No. Remember YTMND? Yes. That went away. Oh, R.I.P. Is that how we're ending it off? Why? Well, remember no, YTMND? I was, trying, I was just trying to list some stuff that I was thinking about. That's, it's such a weird thing to think about YTMND now because it's so primitive in comparison to like what we have. Like That was pre-YouTube. You, yes, you it couldn't was. do internet video. You, you got to no. get like real player and download a WMV or something like that. Or or Flash animation, which was the real video of the internet pre-YouTube. Yeah, it was Homestar Runner. Yeah, it's weird to me how long ago that was now. Because like, I, I remember like doing stuff on YTMND. Uh, I, I remember the the... Batman versus Picard song thing on that site. Um, and now I was just like, no, that's the, that was so long ago that most people don't even remember that. I remember all that stuff. Yeah, yeah Newgrounds is still around. I feel like people surprised that Ghostbusters are coming to Planet Coaster don't understand that it seems like Planet Coaster are big Universal fans. Ghostbusters is, is like is like a weird part of theme park history in a way yes so they like, may or may not and... have a house coming this year oh i'm surprised they don't because they have all this the ghostbuster stuff still right like or a little bit uh maybe they, they don't have the license for it anymore it's all columbia pictures and sony oh right yeah oh weird okay i'm out of topic like, yeah. Anything, anything I come up with is going to be stretching at this. Chris, what? Say ludo narrative harmony. No, go to my Twitter and see that I tweeted a thing about. <laughs> go to Chris's Twitter and make him say ludo narrative harmony. I literally said it on this. Sh yeah, but you're not saying it now, and that's the most important thing. Well, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Um, spoiler warning: should be back next week. So. Uh, look forward to that. Chris and I are working on something. I Wait, guess we're not talking about it yet, but something cool is going to happen. Uh, you didn't hold on. Oh, you were talking about in the game. His name is Kong Rong. That's awesome. <laughs> you didn't even <laughs> comment on it. quite certain that's not how it's pronounced. He's the sixth member of the DK crew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, oh, right. We got music is live. Hang on. All right, let's let's play the end music. There we go. This is usually the part where we we say our outros. But we kind of already did that. Bye, everybody. Do, 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 do.